Warning, the Chaotic Culture Podcast is a program for mature audiences. The language and content presented in this podcast is of a mature nature that some audiences may not find suitable. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Grab your loved ones and bring them closer Extra, extra, read the poster The KKP is taking over Sleeping on me, better smell the Folgers I've been raising shops since the Motorola Off the O, like the cover Oprah Popping bottles, feet all in the sofa It's a celebration, though the times is hard It's raining blessings, give it up to God Chaotic culture, the greatest part We can't the pro, the one in charge But it's a celebration, times is hard It's raining blessings, give it up to God Chaotic culture, the greatest part We can't the pro, the one in charge We're living in a chaotic culture Living in a chaotic culture. We living in a chaotic culture. We living in a chaotic culture. Oh, we living in a chaotic culture. 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 Oh. gentlemen and welcome back to another edition of the chaotic culture podcast so if you listened to last week's episode i greatly appreciate it i hope that when you listened you got a chance to hear our opinions our views and just some of the silly stuff that we talked about as always Be sure, again, that you tell your family, tell your friends. Be sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you may listen. Be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast at. Be sure that you follow us on all social media platforms. And I just wanted to say how much I appreciate you guys. Um, The Panda episode actually got the most views this season and is still climbing. Uh, I definitely appreciate you guys for tuning into that episode. Uh, I noticed that anime is very near and dear to my heart. So I'm definitely going to try and talk about that a little more in certain aspects. Uh, but again, I don't want it to be like the, the, f- the main focus point, because of course this focus, the, the focus of this actual podcast is about black culture in general. So that encompasses black people in anime as well. And you'd be surprised just how much knowledge there is out there for those of us who are, you know, black anime heads. Like, how much anime we absorb is a better term. So, definitely check out that episode if you have not. Uh, Panda is really, really, really knowledgeable. And, and again, her opinion uh, of the culture itself is just beyond amazing. So... Now that we've got all that fluff out the way, just wanted to again, uh, just to introduce myself once again, it's your boy, the host of the Chaotic Culture Podcast, Ked the Pro, a.k.a. the Calculator Millennial, a.k.a. the Cutlass Diamond, a.k.a. 
wondering cuz if not don't be pushing all my buttons in my cutters unless you get 43 is me but the 75 is where I reside born and raised in North Charleston living right here in Hampton Virginia in the 757 area of course a two-time two-time graduate of the illustrious standard of excellence Hampton University shout out to my HBCU and HBCUs all around America so this is actually going to be a solo episode. I do not have Law or NASA with me. Uh, I definitely just wanted to record uh, uh, an episode solely with me on it because I, I, we got to get some frustrations out. There have been some things that have been happening not only in the culture but just in the political world as well. And it really, really bothered me about what happened these last few days. Uh, if you know, you know. But if not, we'll get to it. So just to uh, go over a few things. I first want to do what's called smash patch or trash real quick as well as a few other things to talk about before we get into the meat and potatoes of the subject so um the movie that i actually watched was a movie that came out in 2019 but for whatever reason i hadn't seen it yet and it's godzilla king of monsters now by the time this episode drops godzilla versus kong will be out in theaters and on hbo max now i'm a big kaiju fan and any kaiju movie yeah i'm, I'm in there and granted were there probably more monsters that in this movie that kind of maybe took away from the story? Eh, maybe. But overall, I give the movie a pass. You know, I kind I don't I can't believe that I I'm saying that I enjoyed the 2014 Godzilla more than I enjoyed King of Monsters. I never thought I would actually say that because seeing Mothra, Rodan and uh, King Ghidorah what was you know, that really did my uh, heart some joy. But I guess what I was hoping for was that that story might be a little later on because I know King Ghidorah is a, a, a very major antagonist towards Godzilla. So I was hoping that maybe they might tell that story a little later. But honestly, I, if I think I know where Godzilla versus Kong is going, I can kind of see why they decided to save that. So there's that. Um, if you hear some noise in the background, uh, that's my dryer running. My roommate is uh, washing clothes. So I do apologize about the noise in the background. Unfortunately, I could not find a quieter space to actually uh, record the episode here because all of my equipment is in my living room. And trying to move that to my room is it's it's a daunting task so we'll just for the sake of time being you know just bear with the noise in the background uh, i may try to play some music behind it so that way you won't be able to hear it as much uh i know that anchor has tools for that or i may just play one of the tracks that i have uh saved up in the background so that way you know whatever but anyway so uh, a few things uh, have happened in the culture recently so just to start Apparently, uh, Migos beat up Justin LeBoy at the club. Now, uh, who is Justin LeBoy? For those of y'all who don't know, uh, so Justin LeBoy is pretty much, um, he's a personality. Uh, I believe he also does music as well. Don't quote me on that. But he does have uh, a show that he does. And he included uh, Sweetie on that show. At the time, Sweetie was dating Quavo. And... I'm not sure if Migos necessarily had a problem with Justin LeBoy for doing that um, interview or not, because Sweetie was the one who said some comments of, you know, the, the, the question was really asked if 
Sweetie and Quavo would do a threesome. And Sweetie said that she would allow Quavo to pick the guy for uh, for their threesome. And it blew everybody back. Now, I can't say that I've heard this interview in its entirety. I don't know what was said that might have caused all three Migos to go off on him for whatever reason. Especially considering now that Quavo and Sweetie are no longer together. But that's not none of my business. I don't know what happened. Um, there is no real video evidence right now. It's just street talk. So, it, Streets is saying that LaBoy got beat up by all three of the Migos. I mean, what what really can you say to that other than, I mean, uh, apparently they're getting ready to drop Culture 3 as well. I'm not sure when the timeline for that is. Uh, I know Migos had been relatively quiet uh, since Culture 2. And a lot of people are starting to say that they're falling off. I don't know. I think all three of them are too talented to, to, you know, to just be falling off. Like, they could probably drop an album and interest will pick up quick. It really just depends on how well put together the, the next album is. If it's a great album, then, yeah, Migos haven't fallen off. But if it's, you know, subpar, then probably. It really just depends on how many anthems I think that they can pull off. Um, culture 2 still ain't seeing culture, in my opinion. I think culture is probably their best album. Uh, you can go back to some of their other mixtapes and the other tapes that they dropped. Um, but, I mean, as far as an LP that's put together, I, I, culture definitely beats out culture, too. So, I honestly, I'm not going to say I have low expectations for culture three, but, mm, yeah, here and there. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What's next? Uh, in the basketball news, for those of you who know, obviously, and keep up with basketball, you have seen that Andre Drummond has been bought out and then signed with the Lakers, and LaMarcus Aldridge has signed with the Brooklyn Nets. Now, everybody is saying that the Nets have no excuse if they lose in the finals to LeBron or if they have no excuse if they lose in the playoffs. They have three all-stars that are still relatively in their prime with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and, of course, uh, your boy James Harden. I mean, I think they can get out of the East with that, but I think people also take the East for granted because the West is just so stacked but when you look at teams that the Nets are going to have to overcome, they're going to have to find a way to get past Philly. I think Philly is probably the team, in my opinion, that will probably be the favorite to get to the finals. Um, still got to get past the Bucks. I know that the Bucks have n not met their standard or pretty much they have not met expectations uh, as far as where they should have and could have gone, um, especially last year when they fell in the second round like that. It, it was just amazing, you know, but still Giannis is Giannis. So <laughs> I, you, you, I really can't take anything away from that. They are going to, you know, be a problem in once the pl playoffs get started. Uh, Boston, I don't know, man. Boston has some growing pains. You know, they're, they're still a fairly young team and they've got some superstars on there or some budding superstars, but they just have to find a way and find a formula that works. Because it's obviously that they're, they're right there just for whatever reason. They just can't get to that next level. And I, I'm, I predict that in a couple of years they'll be able to get there. Uh, you got Miami, as always, you know, 
Um, that now they got Victor Oladipo, so now you got Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo, and Bam Adebayo, as well as still some young players on that squad. So that team can really, really fight, and you know you can never count them out of the playoffs either in the East. So the Nets, as stacked as they are, they still got some competition to come out of the East. I mean, it's it's not a, a sure thing for them to get to the finals. And even then, I'm not sure exactly why people were so, um, you know, uptight about the signing of Aldridge and the trade they made for Blake Griffin because Blake Griffin, granted, he doesn't have the athleticism that he used to have. His knees are shot. Yeah, he can still dunk a little bit, but he's not that he's not that paint attacker that he used to be like he's not making the same cuts he's not making the same moves to the basket he's not pounding the ball in like he used to in the low post uh it's just he's not the same and Lamarcus Aldridge I mean he's 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 up there now Uh, I don't exactly know his age but you I, I don't know some people are saying that it's a rehash of the 04 Lakers uh, that went to the finals against the Pistons and got mollywopped by the Pistons. Um, some are also saying that this is another uh, iteration of the uh, Nets when they got Paul Pierce and Kevin uh, Kevin Garnett when they joined the Nets. Um, I mean, I, I honestly don't see the big deal. Again, like LaMarcus Aldridge is 35. He's so he's he's past his prime at this point. I don't see him really being a major threat to anybody. But I mean, it, it is what it is, I guess, you know. We'll see. Um my Bulls got Nikola Vucevic, which I thought was a great trade, but they still have some kinks to work out because they've lost their last two games even with Nikola playing. They've got to figure it out. Um I think and I hope I hope this isn't true, but Zach Levine did get hurt. Um, I'm hoping that it's nothing serious because uh, he is the star of that team. So uh, I'm hoping for a speedy recovery. Uh, I'm hoping that my Bulls can at least get back into playoff contention. We'll see. We'll see. I haven't heard anything from the uh, Charlotte Hornets, the home team. I, ever since LaMelo went down, it's been quiet on that front. So honestly, who knows? Who knows? Also, it's not a sure thing that the Lakers are going to get to the finals either. Um, granted, granted, if LeBron is back to being 100% as well as Anthony Davis, I can, I'm can. i really 60% sure that they can get to the finals. It's just a matter of who they have to overcome and who, they're, who they end up playing in the playoffs. Because... Look, the Suns right now look like an entirely different team than they did last year. The Clippers, I don't want to put any faith in the in the L.A. Clippers because they they have been a dis, they you know they tend to disappoint as well. Um, but I, I mean it, it is what it is. I guess <laughs> we'll see, man. We will see if Kawhi Leonard can pull that team together and if we will actually get a battle for LA in the playoffs. I would love to see that. I wanted to see it in the Western Conference Finals, but the Clippers choked to the Nuggets. Speaking of the Nuggets, the Nuggets are also another opponent that they are, they're going to have to overcome. I mean, granted, yeah, the Lakers beat them last year, but the, the, they've only gotten better. Um, they finally traded away Gary Harris, so now the focal point can be Joker. Like, Joker... I don't know if I've ever seen a center like that. 
I've, I, it, it, well, I'm, I lied. I lied because, I mean, you got Dirk Nowitzki out there in the past. But you, when you have a, such a flexible center who can shoot the three, can get into the paint, and then is such an excellent passer, it's really just, dang, yo. Like, I, I don't know what the Nuggets need to get to that next level. Maybe they need somebody who's who is really going to be that third man because the it's it's just really I don't know. I honestly don't know. We'll we'll see. We will see. Maybe Aaron Gordon can be the answer that they need because you know if, if for those who didn't know the Orlando Magic had traded Aaron Gordon to the to the Nuggets in that trade so. I mean, we'll see, man. We will see. Because uh, right now, I already know that, you know, Jokic and um, Jamal Murray are, are going to be putting in work. So we'll see, man. We will see. Let's see if Aaron Gordon is the answer that they're looking for. But anyway, um, the Blazers, of course, you know, <laughs> you got Dame Time over there. So... If the Lakers, I mean, I'm pretty sure the Lakers are going to get, if they have to play the Blazers, they're going to get past them. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, in other news for the Lakers, I did hear that Dennis Schroeder turned down a four-year extension with the Lakers. And I have no idea why he would do that. I mean, if you're betting on yourself, cool. But, dude, you about to be part of a championship team. Why turn that down? I don't know. Honestly, I, I wish I could say for certain what his reasoning behind turning down the deal is. Maybe he's trying to get more money. Maybe he's trying to get a longer contract. Maybe he's trying to go somewhere else. It, uh, you know, I'm always on the player side. I'm never really on the actual NBA side as a company because I'm always going to say, like, what, you know, if, if the players want more money and whatnot, you know, or if the players, you know, want more freedom to move around and more flexibility, then, hey, I'm always going to be behind the players 100%. I just don't know exactly what Dennis Schroeder's motive is. Like, what exactly are you looking for? I I don't know. I honestly don't know. But that time will come, I suppose. Anyway, the NBA is starting to look really, really, um, really good. Um, hopefully, you know, once March Madness is over, that'll be... The next sport that takes my full attention. Speaking of March Madness, man, if you did a bracket this year, <laughs> whew, I know your bracket was all the way busted up at the very beginning because a lot of unexpected things happened. But this past Monday, I just saw that, you know, Houston got to the Final Four. Um, and then, if I'm not mistaken, Baylor beat Arkansas. And they got to the Final Four. Now, now there are going to be two more matchups in the Elite Eight. Um, but by the time this episode drops, those two winners will have already been chosen. But I'm looking forward to this week's Final Four. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm impressed because I know Baylor had not been to a Final Four since like 1950. Sheesh, man, like 1950, bro. That's, <laughs> I think. My parents weren't even born. Like, they were born three years later. 1950, goodness gracious. That's a long time for you to find, you know, the last time you made it to the Final Four. Um, I know that Houston hadn't been in the Final Four in a long time as well. 
Um, and granted, you know, Oregon State brought a fury against them last in last night's game, but when it came down to the stretch, they were just making too many turnovers, man. Too too many turnovers, too many lost handles. They lost a jump ball at one point. Um, Houston really did clamp down on defense, so more power to them. Um, but, yeah, today we're going to see Michigan and UCLA, which that should be an interesting matchup. Um, I, I do kind of want Michigan to win this one, uh, only because Juwan Howard. <laughs> but, 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 um, that would be a very interesting matchup because I think UCLA blew all expectations out the water as well. And then, of course, you got Southern Cal versus Gonzaga. Um, I, I honestly don't see anybody beating Gonzaga to win the championship. I don't, but things, stranger things have happened. Again, this is March Madness we're talking about. Um, <laughs> and I'm just being real. When, when you had number one seeded Virginia lose to a 16 seed one year and then just to come back and, you know, win it, win the whole thing. It's, it's, you can never predict where this tournament is going to go. And anybody who predicts this tournament, you know, if they predicted 100% more power to you, you should be a very rich man or woman or whatever <laughs> at this present time because that tournament is hard to keep up with. Um, and it's, it's hard to really, really, gauge as far as predicting who will win and who will not because matchups matter but then sometimes people can just get hot and get lucky you know especially college basketball it's a game of runs so it's you never really know to be for real for real but anyway enough basketball talk because i know before we get into the main subject we got to do this segment y'all know what time it is anime segment so i'm going to quickly discuss any anime that i have read and or watched and with that I'll go into some of the manga that I have read. If you have not read Kaiju number eight, definitely, definitely, definitely check that out. It is a good mix of comedy and action. I think you'll love that shonen. Like, honestly, I didn't know what to expect when I started reading it, but I love it. I absolutely love it. And I don't know if that's a poor opinion or not or whatnot. I can't tell if it's a good take or not because I'm not exactly sure what the opinion of it is. But honestly, yeah, go go read it. Um, Black Clover. Hmm, I have a love-hate love relationship with Black Clover. It's the same thing with Fairy Tale. Like, I have a love-hate relationship with that anime. And it's the same thing with Black Clover. I haven't been watching lately. I've just been reading. And it's like Black Clover has not really been keeping me as engaged as it used to. It's like I kind of know when the twists and turns are going to happen. It's it's falling into this line of predictability that does not suit well with me. I, I would, you know, I'm not saying that the anime has to turn into uh, Shingeki no Kyojin or Attack on Titan with all of its twists and turns and different sides of the story. But still... Is just falling into a relative line of predictability and shonen that I was hoping it would not fall into, but it has. And granted, I'm not going to quit reading it because I don't ever quit, especially if it's at least semi-decent. I'm still going to, you know, continue reading it, but it's not, 
you know, I'm not looking, I'm not going to be hype about it. Like, oh, 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 new Black Clover chapter out. Let's go read it. I got to read it. I got to read it. I'm not, I'm not hype about it. I'm just not. I, I, I mean, you take that as you will. It's, it's a very overrated anime and a very overrated show. Um, I still like it. You know, it's still entertaining. But is it on the level of, like, greatest anime ever? Hell no. <laughs> but I'm just talking. Uh, I, for, I have finished catching up to Jujutsu Kaisen. So this past weekend, Jujutsu Kaisen just aired its uh, season finale. And, yeah, uh, I couldn't wait to read. So what I did was, even before the season ended, I decided that I was going to read. And, boy, when I got to the Shibuya incident... If you have not seen this anime, please, I highly recommend it. Jujutsu Kaisen is brilliant. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. That show is brilliant. But, boy, it when I tell you the emotions are everywhere. Like, if you think this is like one of those normal shonen where, you know, you, you expect people to die. You expect some shit to happen. But it, you didn't think that it would go to the lengths that it did and i didn't think that it would go that the way it that it did like when i got the shibuya shibuya excuse me when i got to the shibuya incident and when i finally got past it yeah yeah that's that's gonna be an amazing arc once it actually does get animated boy but when i say that it's going to put so many heads on a swivel like what what is going on like what the hell just happened it's gonna be one of those um attack on titan the anime itself just aired uh the part one season finale um and then part two is gonna come back this upcoming winter so uh part two of the season four uh which is going to be the final season. It, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Attack on Titan might just be one of the greatest short animes, if not the greatest short anime ever. I, I mean, and some people might say, you know, um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood might be up there. I mean, and it's up there. I love FMAB. Unlike some people that I've talked to, I love FMAB. But it's not seeing Attack on Titan. It's just not. AOT just really might be that anime, that short anime that has really just, it's its just so many twists and turns, so many unexpected um, routes that it went, just so many surprises and so many like heart pulls that it's just like, wow, dude, like, yo, this anime is great. So definitely check that out. Um, for those of us who are manga readers, of course, we're waiting for the final, final, the final chapter of Attack on Titan or Shingeki no Kyojin to drop April. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be dropping soon after this episode drops. I am looking forward to that. I'm going to be kind of sad though because now i got to find another uh, manga to read. We'll see what happens. Um, in my latest One Piece journey, I'm still in the beginning stages uh, because I've been reading all the other manga and and whatnot, I have finally got to where they just, they just met Usopp. That just that tells you how far behind I am, and and I've got such a long way to go uh, in order to actually catch up with One Piece. I mean, we we talking, 
I'm in the the 20s as far as chapters, and this this manga has over a thousand chapters. So there's that. Uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime just aired its season finale today. So I, of course, I and I've just read the chapter today as well. The the chapter 82, I believe, just dropped today. No, it dropped six days ago. Excuse me. So I finally caught up to that. Um, I can't wait till that gets animated, but it's going to be a while. I'm pretty sure it, it'll be back next year uh, for season three. Um, by that time, we will have gotten an updated arc. Hopefully, I just really can't wait to see what Rimuru does next now that he's a demon lord. Um, on both the anime side and the manga side, I really am just looking forward to that. Uh, some other anime that I've been watching. So, those of you, again, know I'm doing the Watcher 100 anime challenge. Um, I'm trying to finish up the Ancient Mag Magus Bride. <sighs> that thing is such... A it's, it's a good story, but I think... I don't know. It just seems very, very, very slow-paced. For something that's supposed to be only 24 to 25 episodes, like, it's just, it, it can be a bit of a drag to get through. Um, we'll see. Uh, ReZero, ReZero is such a great fucking story, excuse my language. Um, ReZero is just, there. there's a lot going on. And honestly, I will say that Subaru has some of the best character development that I've seen in the main character in a while. Like, you can tell that he's growing into his role. There are still some things that, you know, kind of bother me about his character. But I think that as far as that anime is concerned, it really is a, a great anime. Um, still on the Fate series, I just got to Chapter 2 of um, uh, Fate Grand Order Absolute, uh, Absolute Demonic Babylonia, I believe. And I might have just messed up that entire title. <laughs> I know the title, but it's just like, dang, yo. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how much I care. Uh, again, if you've seen One Fate, you've seen them all. But I, I do want to at least watch it. Um, I'm still holding off on The Promised Neverland. Only because, from what people have told me, Season 2 is trash. And because they skipped a whole lot of arcs. And then on top of that, the manga has kind of, uh, it's, it's it's hit or miss now. I'm still going to read it. I, I am still going to read it. Uh, and, you know, it's just going to be one of those things where I'll have to, uh, I'll just have to stay consistent with it. Um, but I'm definitely going to read it. You know, I have not given up on that. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, I think that's it as far as manga and anime. I have been um, watching and reading as of late. Um, I'm definitely going to get into some more, uh, obviously. Uh, oh, and I finished Be the Beginning Part 2. So I did finish Season 2 of that. Um, that was that one's a short season. That's only six episodes. Um, it does kind of leave on a cliffhanger. We'll see where uh, where that goes. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. So that way we can get into the actual topic that I want to talk about today. And... Yeah. Needless to say, I'm I'm still pissed off at this. Um and any black person who is you know, who believes in their voting rights would would absolutely be pissed at this situation that's happening in Georgia. But yeah. I gotta get my mom prepared for that. Don't move, I'll be right back. Yeah. 
I'm back. So, uh, if you have not been keeping up with things going on politically, let's let's take a dive real quick, and you'll understand why I am so very upset about this new uh, Georgia election law that just passed in Georgia a few days ago. Um, the the bill is known as SB. 202 or it's the new georgia election law which it does a few things and before i get into that i want you guys to understand that yes i understand that you know you don't have to have the same political ideals as me we can all differ we can all agree to disagree so long as it does not pertain to the absolute suppression of a people or of a certain demographic when we get to suppressing the vote that's this is where i draw the line there is no if ands or buts about it i don't care if you're conservative i don't care if you're a liberal i don't care if you're super hyper progressive uh i don't care if you're a marxist i don't care if you're a communist i don't care if you're socialist i don't care but when you start attacking people's right to vote we have a problem we will never see eye to eye on this if for whatever reason you believe that we should limit the ways people can vote just because you lost an election and you now realize that you may never win a, a national election ever again because of it. So instead of finding ways to add to your party or find ways to change the narrative in your party, you decide that instead what we're going to do is we're going to add by subtracting the votes of the other side. We are going to find a solution to a problem that does not exist. So, let's let's start back in November. When a few days after actual election day, we found out that Joe Biden was going to become president of the United States. And Trump and a good bit of his party, his supporters, MAGA, all of them refused to believe it. And they kept saying that there was major, major election fraud or voter fraud and that they were going to prove it. They did not. They did not have any evidence. There was no evidence of widespread election fraud or voter fraud for that matter no evidence of it whatsoever and if there was it was so very minute or minuscule that it did not affect or could not affect the actual election results still they pushed this big lie as it is now called and it led all the way up to the insurrection at the capitol on january 6th as Congress and Senate were affirming the electoral votes for president, then-president-elect Joe Biden. So what does Georgia do? So after being berated, harassed, and pestered, albeit maybe even illegally, by Trump to somehow change the election results in Georgia... What does Georgia do? So the Republicans in the Georgia House of Delegates and in 
the Georgia State Senate decided, hey, we're going to push this election law. So that way we don't have to worry about this. But what does that election law include? What does this bill include? So just to give you some minor details, the bill gives state level officials the authority to usurp the powers of county election boards allowing state government officials potentially to take over if they feel as though results are not in their favor or in this case allowing the republican dominated state government to potentially disqualify voters in democratic leaning areas it criminalizes the provision of food and water to voters waiting in line in a state where lines are notoriously long and heavily non-white precincts so in other words you can't pass out food or water to people who are standing in line waiting to vote. They count it as a misdemeanor. What? What? Huh? It also requires a voter ID or ID, excuse me, for absentee ballots and limits the placement of ballot drop boxes. So, according to Governor Kemp, they wanted to put, they wanted to find a way to be sure that I guess elections are quote unquote secure and that the integrity of our elections returns. Well, for one, I know that you've heard the last episode and you heard Nas's opinion on how and Law's opinion on how the integrity of the elections has been lost. But let me let me be a little more clear. The the way that elections and the way that votes are counted, integrity hasn't been lost, at least not on those who voted against Trump. It it worked the way that it was intended to. People are saying that for whatever reason that mail-in ballots are less secure than voting in person. That's actually false. That's demonstrably false. It has been proven that mail-in ballots are actually more secure than voting in person, especially during in times of crisis like we are in right now. But for the how mail-in ballots work, if you do the research, you will know that you can't falsify anything in that because if you do, it will get disqualified. It's it's pure. It's simple. It's very, very simple. It is safer. And more secure than voting in person yet. To the GOP, I guess it's not. Or rather, I'm not even going to say that they know that it's safer. What they're doing, though, is they want to create this doubt that it is somehow less safe and less secure than voting in person. And what they are going to do for their constituents, of course, is put in the idea that somehow Democrats or people who are left leaning cheated. In order to win the, the previous national election, because they know that if this continues, if because, you know, folk black and other people of color have found a way around the previous state ID laws and the previous laws that were trying to suppress their vote in a legal way. Of course, they, they figure, okay, in order for us to win elections again, in order for us to continue our gerrymandering and in order for us to continue being the minority rule party, what we're going to have to do is just cut this, this law and make this law that will pretty much suppress the vote because the the Republican Party is in a state where now you realize that the majority of Americans nine times out of ten are probably not going to vote in 
a Republican in this day and age, at least not the Republican Party as is. You would have to do uh, an entire 180 to change, you know, the way people look at you at this point. It's at least from the from the voter standpoint, when you're looking at the way that the GOP runs now, nobody wants to vote for them, at least not on a national stage. Yeah, I mean, it varies state by state. But from a national standpoint, the way that the GOP is set up, it's really hard to imagine that the Republicans will ever win uh, the presidency ever again unless they, you know, somehow find a way to use the Electoral College to their advantage. But to say that this law is somehow going to make integrity come back to our election process is antithetical because all it's going to do is it's going to make people even more it's going to make them upset one for those who now now I have to do this extra stuff when I was already doing extra stuff anyway to try and get registered to vote and to you know actually go out and vote now you're putting in extra stipulations for me to overcome just so that I can have my vote counted sounds a lot like those um those those ID tests and those literacy tests that they used to give during Jim Crow. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like you got to provide this 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 and this and then at the end of it all if uh if if state officials deem that okay, well we don't like the way that this is going, we're just going to cancel some of those votes that we're going to take it over. The Secretary of State, excuse me, the Secretary of State no longer is in control of the election in Georgia anymore. It's pretty much run by state officials, which if you know right now it's complete not completely under GOP rule, but it is majority GOP rule. The House of Delegates has a GOP majority. The the, the Georgia State Senate has a GOP majority. The governor is GOP. The only people who are not GOP in Georgia right now, I'm that you know, on a national stage, are the two senators that won the runoff. That's really it. From a national level, of course, you got the 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 House of Representatives representing each di- district in Georgia, but we already know that that's gerrymandered because it always is. It's not fair. It's never fair in the South, which is why Stacey Abrams worked as hard as she did to be sure that they got more new people registered to vote. This bill also changes the uh, runoff laws. So now the, the, the runoff laws and the runoff rules that were in place no longer apply. It's changed. I, I actually have to look that up, but you can tell how frustrated I am with this. I don't even live in Georgia. I live in Virginia. And Virginia has turned around from a red state to a purple state. Now they're, they're solidly blue at this point. I don't suspect that um GOP are going to win big in Virginia anymore just from the way that the state has going and the direction that the state is going you would literally have to find like the most unlikable democrat or the most unlikable progressive ever in order for Virginia to not vote blue anymore or i think the same thing is with the united states you'd have to find like the most intolerable or not progressive or just the most insufferable Democrat or someone on the left side to run 
and win the primaries in order for them to say nah. And I and I can kind of see why Hillary ended up losing because she was not the preferred candidate and she still beat out Trump by three million votes. The most unlikable candidate ever and still won the majority vote. But could not take it did not take advantage of the Electoral College. I will give Trump that. He found a way to game the system. But then when the system in turn turned its head back on him, now it's cheating. And now you got 250 proposed bills across 43 states that are written or proposed to curtail election matters or to to curtail election votes or the way that people vote. I'm trying not to like go off, go off because I really want to cuss up a storm right now. I'm trying not to be as angry as I was on in episode three of season one. And that's a whole nother subject. I'll I'll get to the uh, case of Derek Chauvin later. Because that that George Floyd incident really pissed me off to high heaven. But still. Instead of adding to your party, instead of finding ways to get new voters, instead of finding ways to make your platform more open to the public and more, uh, I, I would say, diverse. Instead of doing that to make your platform more diverse and to make it so that people will understand your policies and make it more likable, instead of increasing your base by addition, you decide to do a desperate move. Because this is very desperate. You decided, hey, we're going to, while we still have power, we're going to go ahead and do this. So that way we can still hold on to our power. For the GOP, it was never about their constituents. It was, it was never about their constituents at all. It was about power and greed. And I'm not going to say that there are some Democrats that are like that. I'm not going to say that there, there aren't politicians that are like that. There are. There are plenty of Democrats and there are plenty of people in power whose sole purpose is to hold on to that power not to make laws for the people or make it easier to vote or or make sure that the people can vote or to make sure that people are living their best lives no it's all about power it's all about going as far as you can for how long you can as you can And it's so, 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 so frustrating to be black in America and to see this happen in Georgia. I had, I'm going to say this, I had plans and I have dreams of even moving to Georgia, but uh, and, and even sometimes even uh, I'm just so flustered because it's like, why? Don't answer that. I know why they did it because they don't, we already know what it is. We already know what time it is. They know what the majority of black people will vote. They know what a good majority of the Hispanic vote will go to. And they know that college-educated whites and whites who have at least some form of common sense, they know where they're going to vote. So what do they do? Suppress, suppress, suppress. Let's continue to suppress the vote. Let's make sure that these people are discouraged from ever voting.
Let's make it harder for them. Well, we believe they cheated. Well, how do you know they cheated? Do you have the proof? No, but we know that it's not fair to us. Well, why is it not fair to you guys? Because you lost? Why is it that, you know, when we lose or when Democrats or when those who are progressive candidates, when they lose, it's all about following the laws and following protocols. But then when you lose, now you want to change stuff and make it harder. Why is that? Again, don't you don't have to answer that question. I know it's very rhetorical for those of you who are listening. Because we, we know what the answer is. I think that Joe Biden and I think others had it right. This is Jim Crow 2.0. The GOP decided we're going to go back to the dark ages. We're going to go backwards in regards to civil rights. And they can thank the Supreme Court for part of that because thanks to your Chief Justice John Roberts in 2013, he basically took out the teeth of the Voting Rights Act so that southern states could do this shit again. I can't say how many uh, voter ID laws passed after that. How tight the grip that those Republican state legislators closed in on that. They were like, oh, they took the teeth out. Oh, okay, we're going to apply this, 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 and this. Knowing good and damn well it's discriminatory. Knowing good and damn well that some of the poorest people, and I really don't mean to say that, but there's no one good and damn well that some of the poorest people are people of color. They took advantage of that. No one good and damn well just how, for lack of a better term, just how disenfranchised people of color, especially black people, have been in this country. But it's all about power. It's all about maintaining that white supremacy status quo. I really hope that the For the People Act in Congress actually passes. I hope that the Senate finds a way to do this because we need it. Or we need the John Lewis Voting Rights Act as well. Like, it's, we need these laws. Once upon a time, I knew that there were certain GOP who wouldn't even question this. There were some people in the Republican Party who wouldn't even question, you know, when it comes to voting rights. But now, Modern-day Republicans don't believe in that. Why? Because they know that outside of their base, outside of that small base that they have of, of white people and the small percentage of black people and maybe 30% of Hispanics, outside of the older block of white people who are consistently going to vote conservative, they, know they have nothing. They have nothing. They don't come up with any new ideas to make this country as great as this. They want to go back to the stuff that was working before, thinking that, you know, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, it was broke as far as, you know, as far as infrastructure, as far as climate change, as far as this is good. They want to go backwards because they don't like change. I can understand, like, look, I get some people being conservative. I get that. I get the conservative ideals that you have. But some of these are the ideals are just that. They're not, they're not realistic. They don't help anybody. 
sad to say that getting away from Georgia a little bit, there's a bill in Arkansas that passed that pretty much restricts health care for trans youth. Are you are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? Now, I understand that the bill is geared towards making sure that they, I guess, health care involves to their transitions. But still. You're going to limit youth. You're going to limit their access to health care just because they are who they are. Is, is that what we've come to? And somehow you want to make this biblical? Wait, 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 wait. Let's not, let's not involve my Lord and Savior into this. Because we can have that conversation. But what I just don't understand is why, why are we attacking children? Why are we attacking their health care? That's another topic. And I know that you got people like Mitch McConnell who will who wants to hold on to the filibuster as well as unfortunately Democratic Senator Joe Manchin they want to hold on to the filibuster and shit like that but the reason why that is the filibuster is even in question is because of laws like in Georgia because we can't get a, a good standardized voting rights act bill passed because too many Republicans, for whatever reason, they just don't want to help out people of color or black people. They don't. They, they want to suppress your vote. They don't want y'all voting. If I, I just don't get it. I get it. No, no, no. Let me rephrase that. I get it. I know why they're doing it. To see the amount of hate pour out of a certain block of people just so that they can have their way and just so that they can be in charge. It's sickening. So all I can really say is it's sickening. I honestly, I'm trying to find the right words to say because there wouldn't be a need to threaten the filibuster if they just do the right thing man hats off to senator warnock in georgia for you know helping to lead this charge and i know senator also is doing the same thing but it's just it's so frustrating it is so frustrating and again i don't even live in georgia i stay in va I'm from South Carolina, though, so I know. I know all about this shit. I can't tell you how many times South Carolina done changed their laws just so that they can hold on to power. The voter suppression game is real. There should be no reason why people want to restrict people's votes. Just because a certain block of voters think that the integrity in the election has been damaged. You can literally go online and see why mail-in ballots are actually more secure, but you want to take away those ballot drop boxes 
in certain areas because you know that black people vote out in droves. So instead, you're going to make it harder for them to vote. You know that in Democratic-leaning districts and that the lines are already historically long anyway. So we're just going to make it harder for them by not only eliminating the ballot drop boxes, but now they can't even get food or water like you can't hand them out to to people in line which means that if people get hungry and they're in a long line that means that if they leave to go and get food they may not be able to come back and vote they may miss their dead they might miss their deadline they might miss the deadline to be in line to vote they knew exactly what the hell they were doing It's really sad. It's really sad that we are still fighting this fight. 2021 and we are still fighting for civil rights. I've said this many of episode, but I did not expect to be fighting the same fights that my parents and my grandparents continue to fight. I did not expect to be fighting those same battles. I thought maybe I was going to have something different, but no, I'm going through the, the same exact shit that they did with on a lesser scale because obviously now you're not gonna get well i say that or i'm thinking that you're not gonna have people you know lynch black people in public but uh, there's a whole lot of nuance to that argument too so for the sake of time i'm not gonna dive into that but still it's just really really sad to see so I'm hoping that the Congress, well, I know Congress has already passed this, so I should say I hope that the Senate is able to get this bill through and they're able to convince Republicans to vote on this thing. I know they won't, though. There might be some who might flip over, but according to the rules now, they still need two-thirds of the vote, at least for things like this. And now Mitch McConnell saying if you get rid of the filibuster, it's going to be scorched earth when they take over again. Well, excuse me. I think it was already scorched earth. I think we've already reached that point before Trump was even in office. I think y'all decided to do a, a scorched earth political battle when Barack Obama was still the president. Y'all have already had that made up in your mind. So now that you're threatening this... <laughs> That doesn't mean shit, at least not to me. The only thing that I'm hoping for is that they decide, let's go through with this. Was the filibuster, you know, a, a rule that was established to regulate uh, racial equality? No. But has it been used against racial equality more times than I can count? Yes. Civil rights law in the 1870s. Hell, even the civil rights laws in the 1950s and 60s. The filibuster's stupid. And my mom asked this question so that way we could ask it on the pod, but I'm probably going to wait so that way I can get law and Nas's opinion. Hopefully, you know, we'll be able to come up with a better answer. But if you're wondering what I think about the filibuster now, it's stupid. 
there might be some things that it's useful for, but in all honesty, that what what good is it for? And it's been used against black people in this country so often and so many times. It just Y'all want to hold on to tradition so, so bad, not knowing that the Constitution that we have is a living document, which means changes can be made over time, which is also why I have a problem with Constitution purists. It's like they think that it's the most perfect document and that no changes need to be made or that if changes would have been made, they would have been made already. Well, that's why we have 27 amendments. Because the document can has the room and the flexibility to be changed with the changing times. That's what the founding fathers intended. For the black people in Georgia, I hope that you continue the fight. I hope that you are out there protesting this. I hope that whatever government agency is suing the state of Georgia for this, I hope that they are successful. I know... If it gets to the Supreme Court, there's going to be some questions because of that damn Chief Justice Roberts who threw out the teeth to the original Voting Rights Act. We got a long, long, long fight. Like, seriously, we have a long fight. Just for people of color to get some damn equity in this country, man, it's it's frustrating. We shall overcome. We will get through this. And the evil will not succeed. But anyway, I think it's about time that I wrap up this conversation, guys. I've been going at it for a while. So that being said, once again, be sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Be sure that you go give us a like and a follow on Facebook at Chaotic Culture Podcast. Be sure that you follow us on Instagram at Chaotic Culture Pod and on Twitter at Chaotic underscore Culture. You can follow me, Ked the Pro, at K3D the Pro on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow Law on Twitter at Law96 underscore and on Instagram at L.JR underscore 96. You can follow NASA on both platforms at underscore call me NASA. And before I go, I just wanted to shout out a few black businesses. Of course, shout out to the Bougie Bartender. Shout out to my boy DeAndre McEwen and AP Styles. Already paid. Shout out to you, bro. Keep doing your work. Uh, shout out to the session with Trey and Jay. Or the session 757, a.k.a. My boy Trey just got approved for his doctoral program, so hats off to the brother, man. I hope that he goes far with that, and I hope that he is able to be a success story. That man has come a long, long way, so shout out to Trey, bro. Real, real talk. Respect. 100. Um, to the Black Podcast, of course. Shout out to Black Anime. Shout out to Blanime Podcast. Shout out to the Worst Gen Pod or Worst Generation Podcast for, sure, for the actual name. Shout out to everybody involved with those podcasts. Shout out to Mike Check, Waifu Waifu. Shout out to Spicy Lady. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I think our, uh, I'm trying to think of any more black businesses that I'm thinking of. 
Um, shout out to Elevation, a higher standard. To my girl Maya Butler, keep doing your thing. She's putting out some more gear and some more paraphernalia for HBCU, so be sure that you check that out. Shout out to Teach, Hustle, and Inspire by Dr. Sean Woodley. Continue to inspire the masses, make teaching cool, and make teaching great. And I think that's all the shout outs that I've had for at least today. Anyway, guys, just be sure that you continue to tune in to the Chaotic Culture Podcast. If you haven't seen any of the previous episodes, I highly recommend that you go back and listen for your listening pleasure. And thank you once again for tuning in to the very first solo episode that we had for season two. I did a couple back in season one, but this is the first one that I'm doing for season two. So, you know, sometimes I just have to get my thoughts out because, boy, if only y'all understood the way that my mind works and how fast it moves. Sometimes I have to tell myself to slow down just because of the way that it's going and how fast it's going and how fast I'm moving. And it really, really 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 is a bad habit that i just have to kick i have to just be sure that i can slow down so that way my mouth and my brain don't (laughs) that they're that they're coinciding with each other and that one is not going faster than the other because sometimes you know my mouth moves faster than my mind and you know slip-ups happen but regardless do your part please continue this fight stop asian hate Please, especially my black folk, like, you know what this is like when you are marginalized. Stop attacking Asians. Do not let right-wing rhetoric get into your mind to where now you're attacking another group of people, especially another group of marginalized people. Why, why is it that, and I know I'm, I'm going to get in the episode, I promise you, but still, it just bothers me to no end that I'm seeing a lot of black people attacking Asians now granted I said this in the previous episode I don't like the way the media has compelled us to help out another marginalized group I can't stand that but there's no room for us to participate in the discrimination and the hatred towards Asian people because of this virus that's out there there's no room for that And if you are a black person who's doing this along with these other white wing people, you can kiss the blackest part of my ass. Full stop. Like, nah, we I I don't tolerate that shit here. Not at all. So I will continuously scream stop Asian hate until we can get together and that we can all cohabitate this beautiful planet in this beautiful country. But until then. We're going to continue this fight. So, um, Black Lives Matter, especially with the case of Derek Chauvin going on right now, we're hoping that justice will be served. And I hope I'm really hoping that his family can can live in peace from now, from this point forward. We'll see how that goes. But y'all know how this U.S. justice system works. So I'm optimistically cautious about this. But we'll see where it goes. All right, guys. I've held y'all up long enough. But thank you again for joining me for the Chaotic Culture Podcast. Be blessed. Be safe.
God is love. Deuces. in these streets so let's talk about it please let's hold some conversation you see where i'm coming from yes it's so amazing go on here get comfortable you can grab a seat take a load off your feet yeah welcome to the table we don't tell no lies over here this ain't no fable we just live our lives over here we ain't no angels we just shine our light over here we got the power uh, we just showing love over here Everybody needs some, yeah, and we don't need a reason. Everybody needs some, and we don't need a reason, cuz.